Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Lights, Camera, Rant. I have a very special episode today. I have my friend Perry, who's one of our, uh, my boys group with Dean and Mark. Uh, he's graciously spent some, uh, putting out some of Tony's today to join us. And yeah, be a special guest for this episode. Uh, welcome, Perry. Hey, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, after a small technical difficulty that just happened, uh, I'm great, great, you're on it, and we get this going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that interstate connectivity, it's, uh, we'll see how we go. <laughs> That's uh, Australian internet for you and how fast and wonderful it is and great and fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, so we've got a whole packed episode today. Uh, for you, and as well as uh, Perry's currently in Queensland at the moment, a lovely state that's not currently in lockdown or um, or has very high cases. Uh, right now in Australia, uh, New South Wales is locked down. Hopefully Victoria's coming out, and WA, NT, Tasmania, pretty much the entire rest of our country is um, in good condition except for uh, Victoria, New South Wales. <laughs> Yay. Um, but yeah, Perry, uh, same thing as I've started with everyone else who's coming to the story with Maddie as well. Uh, tell us a little bit yourself and tell us your top five movies or TV shows. My name's Alex. Um, so uh, Lee, Lee knows me as Perry, has known me as Perry for, I guess, nearly two decades now, which is a scary thought. But uh... oh, Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, yeah. it was... We're getting there. Everyone, used, everyone used to call you Perry, and the and the funny thing is, um, I think it was my family or when we used to play tennis together, um, my was my sisters. My sisters thought your your name was actually Perry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was the one of the Cobram tournaments where I actually wrote my name down, um, and it got read out, and they were like, "Wait, your name's Alex?" After knowing them for two years or something. So. <laughs> yeah. <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your real name is Alex? Yeah. Did anyone tell you? They were leading and tell us. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. For anyone that's asking, Cobram is a place in Victoria where we, we go for a tennis tournament uh, once a year. And Perry came through, came with us for a couple of times. Great weekend away. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, uh, yeah, Perry, I didn't hear what you said before. So before I start again. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I mostly just covered it then. It was kind of just um, how I met you, how I've known you over the last, you know, as I said, two decades. So, um, yeah, just we've remained friends. But then uh, I think you asked about my top five movies. Was that what you're after? Yes. Yeah. So, what's your, so tell us what's your uh, top five movies or top five video games. Or TV shows that you like or love, and and why? Uh, okay, well, I, I I'm not a real big favourites person, but I, I did sit down and have a, a think about it, um, and I guess one of the ones, uh, two two that really stood out um, was Shawshank Redemption, which I'm sure many people know. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a really good movie. Yeah, um, there was uh, Goodwill Hunting with I believe it's Matt Damon. Uh, yeah, Matt Damon and Robin Williams. Yep, 
Um, and then what else? I also had uh, Ready Player One, uh, which was a newer edition. Only came out three or four years ago, I think. Yeah, that was that was an awesome movie. Like, if anyone hasn't seen that and you love video, like a, like movies, it's a love letter. Like Steven Spielberg does a great job with that movie, and it was like you can't you can't name how many references are in that movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty full on, but it, it actually um, it was all based on a, a book, which was uh, amazing. And the the movie actually made me want to go read the book, uh, which I then found even more references in uh, to then go back and watch the movie. And it it was just references like crazy, both within the book, within pop culture. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, if, if you haven't read the book, man, like no. honestly. Yeah, have a, it doesn't take too long. It's, it's sort of like you know, late teens sort of reading, um, and it's it's really really good. Um, you'll you'll actually a hundred percent enjoy it because uh, so you know the scene where they, I, I believe it's they go into the Shining. Yeah, yeah. The um, when they're trying to find the second key. Yes, correct. Um, so they actually go a lot more in depth into how that system worked um, and, you know, it wasn't just The Shining that they did it with. They actually did it with quite a few movies within the book. Uh, it was just that they picked The Shining for the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, like, is it is the book, like, which we all know about over again and again and again, every time they, they try and adapt a book, um, there's always stuff that's cut out or stuff that like, oh wait, they skipped this or they changed this. Do you think they did like a faithful representation representation of the book? Uh, look, as I said, um, the, the, I saw the movie before I read it. So I went back and I actually wanted to read the book because of it. Um, but after reading the book, I, I wanted to watch it again. And I, I did. Uh, and there is a lot of changes. So, like fans that have that knew the book well beforehand, I think it's by Ernest Klein. Um, yeah, I want to like, say yes. I remember the Ernest bit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the very first challenge is completely different in the book to the movie. So, um, you know, in the movie, it's all to do with the racetrack, and um, you know, you get some serious kind of. Uh, Oh, what's that movie with uh, Jason Statham and they're racing around in oh, Death, uh, Death, Death Race? race. I yeah. I haven't, I haven't thought about that movie in ages. God, that was a good movie. It was, yeah. The second one was a bit, yeah, it was a bit iffy, but you know, it's it's a race, it's a a movie about racing cars till people, uh, well, yeah, dead. <laughs> so, oh, spoiler. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the main protagonist survives. That would be a sport. But, you know, it <laughs> came out in, like, 2000. And... When did that come out? Yeah, that was it, yeah. I think I was, still in, I was in high school when that came out. So, yeah, early 2000s then. Yeah, and, um, and still to this day, Jason, uh, Jason's statement doesn't look like he's aged. He still looks the same as he did back then. Yes, very true. Very true. Um, but, yeah, so the, the first challenge, sorry got a bit sidetracked there uh, the first challenge is you know You're based on the right thing yeah uh but in the book it's actually all set um in a uh school type planetary universe where you know kids log in they go to school virtually all through vr 
um, and on a place called uh, Ludus, I believe it's called. But then the first challenge is all to do with uh, a Dungeons and Dragons uh, reference to do with the Tomb of Annihilation. And Ooh. so it's all about finding this Tomb of Annihilation and then, you know, having to make your way through it. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting, um, if, especially if you're a Dungeons and Dragons fan, which I am. So <laughs> um, it, it, was, uh, it was really cool to, to read it differently. See, Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is a good game. I just don't have the like. I'd play it with you. I just don't have. Cause you need like like three hours or so to really dedicate to actually move anywhere. Really, depending. Well, yeah, um, and and that's. I mean, going going off topic here, but yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. It's very group based formula, so you've got to kind of have the right group to progress a story or you know if your dm is going to be you know running encounter after encounter um some people really enjoy that other people like just basically explaining a city um and you've got to solve a murder within the city you know and depending depending on who your players are and how they approach that you know they might walk into a shop and uh, sweet talk a shop owner into telling them that you know three doors down there was someone that was murdered or they might intimidate them um which then can affect how other people see them within the city so it's it it can forestall a lot of games um just depends on the group that you have and how it how they're managed basically uh so maybe i just had a bad experience maybe i should play with you next time (laughs) well yeah (laughs) i I haven't played it uh, too much. I, I I much prefer it in person because um, you can gauge reactions and stuff a lot better, I find. <gasps> I did not um, see that coming. Yeah, well, it's even that, like, you know, if you have a group of people sitting silently at a table um, and, you know, the, the DM and, you know, one player are having just a, a serious conversation and everybody else is just sitting there listening like, oh, my God, that's no way. Holy crap. <laughs> or, you know, they're they might interject with their character and be like, no, 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 wait up. Hang on. Do not stab the shopkeeper. We need him to buy things, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, can, I can just kill him <laughs> or I could ask him for sex. Well, um, I mean, look, if that's your prerogative, it's your prerogative. But, yeah, it's, uh, that's, it's one thing that can get derailed very quickly. So, I can um, imagine. Yeah. I, my bad. Going back, to, going back to Ready Player One. So are you going to – I do know that the, the second book's come out. Spoiler alert, it's called Ready Player Two. Um, and I do know that I have been reading that they are looking to adapt that into a movie as well. Whether or not, oh, okay. whether or not Steven Spielberg will come back because apparently he's um, – in an interview he, he wrote that – or sorry, he said the fact that Ready Player One is one of the hardest movies he's ever had to make because of the, so much CGI. Yeah, okay. That, and that makes sense. Well, it's, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I guess it depends on, on how they decide to do it. Um, you know, do they just make it an animated film at that point? Yeah, that's, yeah. Because, like, how much was it in, yeah. It was, like, pretty much three quarters of it was in the game. But you, when, you, when you're watching it, you want to know more about the game. You want to, you want to see who was going to pop up, but what cool thing with it? Yeah, well, I mean, like you see Halo Master Chief popping up, you see, what is it, uh, Mecha Godzilla, you see yeah. all sorts of stuff, you know, Gundam, uh, what else? There's... That was a cool scene. That was a cool <laughs> scene there when they did that. 
and like um, how they how they used the Chucky doll through the Chucky doll, and you're watching how all the yep, um, yep. all the players die instantly. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. And then <laughs> so like a couple of other references that they do to the book though within the movie. So the uh, the image that they use to identify the van. So when uh, IOI I believe is looking for them, that's mm. actually the cover art for Tomb of Annihilation. So they, they have referenced it in the book, but yeah, obviously they, they changed it. So. Oh, I didn't. Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know that, but that's cool. Well, it's, um, one of the other really cool things that I found about it is in the book, they actually go in and explain um, that the entire thing is based on a Rubik's Cube. So each sector it's um, falls like within a, a Rubik's Cube diagram. And then it's never explained in the movie at all, but you do see references and pictures like stuck on the inside of his van of Rubik's cubes and how it's all set out. And I don't know, I just, I thought it was really cool. Uh, maybe, maybe I should give it a read. Your recommendation? Honestly, well, I mean, for a fiction <laughs> book, it's just, it's just pure fun. Um, you know, it, it still goes through the struggles of, you know, how, um, big corporations are taking over and they want to advertise everything versus the little guy who just wants everything to be free. Um, and it's like, it's good as just a pick up, put down. And then when you go and watch the movie after reading it, you just pick up so many little um, like tidbits in the mise-en-scene and just like, Oh, ah, oh, ah, yeah. ah, so. ah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that, was, uh, that was definitely one of my top movies. <laughs> I don't I yeah, it was a really good movie. Um, as we just just digressed, like just dissected just then. <laughs> um, so that was your that was your th- third one. What's your fourth and the fifth? Uh, so I I kind of stopped at four because after four I was like, there's there's too many. But my fourth right. was also a contender because I enjoyed the first movie of uh, one of these series. But the other one, I actually preferred probably the second movie, and it's it's Lord of the Rings versus The Hobbit. Ooh, yeah. I have not seen The Hobbit, but I have watched all three Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen The Hobbit, please. No, I haven't. I, look, I liked Lord of the Rings. I thought it was cool, cool story, action, CGI is fantastic. It's just I. It's just it's a movie series I haven't uh, gone back to yep, ever. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and I guess um, there was there was a lot of hate for the Hobbit. Uh, yes, uh, the majority of like the majority of like I remember seeing a lot of people. Um, this is probably something. Well, most common I did see about the Hobbit was was you know they've turned this into three movies. When the book it's based on, like you could have condensed this down to one or two movies. Yeah, yeah, that, that's very true. Um, but you know, it's. I think what they were going for is that that cinematic traveling experience that they had in the first Lord of the Rings. So they wanted to be able to, you know, show off the countryside and things again. Um, I mean, look what, look what uh, Lord of the Rings itself, just Lord of the Rings has done for tourism for New Zealand. Like, there's yeah. people that go there just for that. Yeah, still to this day, because they want to see all that that landscape and, like, you know, how many visits does um, Frodo's uh, house get? 
yeah well if yeah if they go to the the hobbiton i believe it's called or the the shire um that they have set up over there yeah like that's that's a a whole like massive tourist industry that's boomed solely from this one movie which is is pretty cool yeah and now we just need we just need something like that for australia yeah well i guess uh max definitely took a stab at that but uh you know not everyone wants to go stand out in the desert no even though the fact that's three quarters of our country (laughs) yes and then Um, then you had thor thor three that was shot in australia but like every scene you saw in thor three was basically trash yeah, well, I'll, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Thor 3, but with Thor, as in Thor Ragnarok, is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, Thor Ragnarok was shot here. In, oh, okay, I did, yeah, did not know that. It was shot in Queensland. Moina. Um, but, like, I think it's all the scenes, like, like you know, uh, I think in, like, the opening scene when they're walking around, like, the village or like, the mm-hmm. town and, like, when you meet Valkyrie for the first time, like that's like that's all the side bits, obviously that you see, um, which yeah. doesn't there you go. doesn't add to Australia. <laughs> there's, Actually, there's more. Oh, sorry, fact, yeah, fun fact for you, Lee. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, so Thor, uh, he actually finished year twelve at the same high school as us. Uh, the year we, I think it was the year before we started, or the year we started. That's in right. Seven. That's that's the closest to celebrity status that we have. <laughs> yeah, we'll just uh, we'll claim that little bit. <laughs> yes, we the same high school as Chris Hemsworth. Um, unfortunately, our career paths didn't go off the same way. But then yeah. again, I don't think I would want to be on Home Away. <laughs> well, actually, uh, there was. Um, I think when we were there, also one of our drama teachers voiced. Uh, he was the the mayor or something in the show Little Elvis. Really? Yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he uh, he voiced one of the characters in the in that animated show Little Elvis. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Fem- female teacher or male teacher? Uh, no, it was a, it was a guy. Uh, it was a, a larger guy. I just don't remember his name. Oh. I'd, I'd have to look up the show. Yeah. I think, yeah, he was a very large gentleman, wasn't he? I believe so, yeah. But uh, either way, that's, uh, I think it was Bill, Bill something? Yeah, yeah. He had, he had an American accent. That's it, yes. Yes, yes, I remember him. Yeah, he was he was a lover. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, um, Star White, more you know with Perry. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Um, but otherwise, they're, yeah, my uh, favorite kind of movies. Um, but yeah, otherwise, there's, there's really way too many to kind of pick from unless I sort of. It's I know, a bit like, nuts to think how many I've seen. <laughs> I know, like, you, and you think about it, you're like, oh, but I really like that. Oh, no, that was actually shit. Like, mm. Mark, they, um, when I asked them the same question, you, as you, as you would have heard, both of them were like, oh, yeah, this, this, and this. Like, you had to think of what you do like or you don't like. Um, yeah, like what's have, something you can always sit down and just, yeah, I could watch that again at any point. <laughs> first one I saw my head is Dark Knight. I can always sit down and watch that. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Um, and then at the end of it, get disappointed that Heath Ledger's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's always a sad thought, but you know, uh, he yeah. left the legacy that was um, pretty good, pretty damn good. So, so and 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 pay, well, pay, kept that streak of the fact that both um, him, uh, Jonah Phoenix, and I probably butchered his name just then. And I think it's uh, Joaquin. Yeah, Joaquin. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm terrible at pronunciations as well. <laughs> um, him and Jack Nicholson have all won the Oscar for that role. Yeah, it's uh, well, it, it is a, uh, a, a very interesting role whereby, you know, if they go into method acting kind of thing, it it does affect their psyche sometimes. Like if you if you look at the interviews um, from the most recent Joker actor, whose name is yeah. hard to say. <laughs> you know, he he said, you know, he had he had issues with it where he was telling you know staff to just like fuck off, basically off set, um, because he was just that in the role. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's a it, um, it's a it's a dangerous character to kind of like do method acting on, um, mm. because when you try and come out the other side. Yeah, but then, I mean, you know, on the flip side of that, you look at the animated version um, who has been voiced by... Uh, oh. Luke Skywalker. Correct, yeah. What's the actor's name? Jack... Mark no. Hamill. Mark Hamill. Um, and he's been going at it for, for years, but I, I'm not sure if he actually... Uh, well, I guess the animated series is different. I haven't yeah, watched he's done. He's done animated series, animated movies. He's did all the Arkham games. Uh, except for Arkham Origins. And funny enough, he is actually, Mark Hamill is playing Skeletor in the new He-Man Netflix TV series. Yeah, that is an interesting one. I haven't gone to watch it yet, um, only because I like I didn't grow up on the original or anything like that. It was probably a decade before us, but uh, it's... Well, that's that's the thing. It's actually, it's, it's obviously the show has been rebooted, once or twice, but this this new one that's made, be made by Kevin Smith is actually he's actually done a sequel to the original, like the eighties cartoon. Okay, yeah. Well, so it might, um, might be worth having a look at then. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I'll give it a look. Like the trailer, like it looks really like visually, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, apparently. Yeah, it's very different to what a lot of the current like adult animated shows are, which they they all go for that sort of comedy spin, um, which some yeah. of them are are okay. But you know, it's it's actually I was going to talk to you about this later, but you know, it's um, like yes, I can understand the humor in it, but at the same time, um, some of them do cover very uh, prevalent issues in today's society, which is good. But you know, half the time it's just it's kind of taken over from that family sitcom comedy um, that, that used to be so um, like dominated the TV scene. You know, if you, if you look at, uh, well, I guess like friends, how I met your mother, um, just yeah. to name two massive ones. Um, even like theory. going back even further before that, there was uh, married with kids uh, like those kind of shows. Like that was the comedic, show that people sat down at home to watch whereas now 
you know, people chuck on a streaming service and boom, they've got, you know, six different animated comedies that they can watch. Yeah, you're not, you're not, like, you're not bound to watch them or like, like, oh, I haven't got any choice. Now, you know, you have, the funny thing is, I think, I'm pretty sure I saw a photo the other day, is like if you get every single streaming service, the amount it comes up to is how much cable is or Foxtel. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> like if you obviously get one of each. And the funny thing is, in this day and age, you don't need Foxtel anymore. Like, St- like Stan's brought out um, Stan Sports. So that, that beats why you need Foxtel for Fox Sports. And obviously, you know, Netflix and Disney Plus have all taken over the movie side of it. And, well, actually, as well as with Disney, Disney Plus, um, the Discovery Channel. Yep, very true, very true. Um, so the, the need of like none and void. And now well, I think... Yeah, especially because that- they used to go for all the, you know, you must use our home installation, you must use our satellite dish, you must use this. Like, it is good yeah. for those... Um, those remote communities that, um, you know, they don't have the infrastructure, especially like in central parts of Australia and Northern Australia. Uh, there are still locations that don't have that internet coverage that can handle streaming speed. So, you know, they do chuck a satellite dish on with Foxtel. Um, yeah, and it is no, good for them. In those situations, yeah, you have to. But everywhere else, like, and now I think, uh, I don't know how old it is, uh, but like I think Brickbox, I think it's called, gives you all the British shows. So you don't, need yeah. to, you, don't, you don't need to watch the British channels, you know, the dedicated crime channels anymore. You've got that. Mm. Yeah, no, I did hear uh, you and Maddie were speaking about that and your, uh, your dad is uh, very into it, as is Maddie. Oh, he... Yeah, they both they both love it, and Maddie's um, like, "Oh, do you want to watch?" I'm like, "No, it's all right. I, you can watch it." PlayStation. I'll <laughs> go downstairs and I'll work on something. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, some of the British shows, like British humor, I, I do enjoy quite a bit. Um, but oh, it's for me. I like. I'm I'm not a huge uh, TV show watcher at the best of times, so it's. Like, I can sit and watch one, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do something else now. But, like, you know, I mean, Dark look at Mr. Bean. That was a, a classic British comedy, I believe. Mr. Bean, yes, that was fantastic. An entire generation without speaking nearly entire word. Yep. Uh, and that was Rowan Atkinson was obviously huge for British comedy um, in the sort of 90s to early 2000s. Um, that and uh, what did he do before? Black Adder. I think, it, yep. I think Black Adder was what he did. For Mr. Bean and that, and that pretty much had um, I had Hugh Laurie in it as well. So like yep. House. Yep. Uh, gee, uh, yeah, and you look at the the disparity of his actor and uh, his character in that versus House, and it's just completely flipped. <laughs> I know it's completely different. Well, I remember when House came out, and I think I watched a couple of seasons because a couple of episodes because it's on, and it and it completely. In fact, oh my god, it's a dad from Stuart Little. Oh jeez, yeah, it is too. Never, <laughs> never picked that up. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's still completely different again. Yeah, um, but yeah, like you, you, you're definitely right. Like, there's no need. You don't no need Foxtel anymore. Like, just pick up a streaming service and good to go. And you're right about the TV series. Is as 
you've got so many more options now. Like you don't, you're not bound to watch something. If you don't, you know, it's the same thing with like Spotify. Like you're not bound to be stuck to the radio. You can mm-hmm. pick anything you want to listen to. You make your own playlist. Like as well as um, Spotify has brought it uh, for a while now to make this news playlist that makes oh, okay. your so- your songs with news podcasts. Did not know about this. That's pretty cool. So what you can just basically have a playlist and then halfway through it'll play songs and then it'll just give you the news of the day or something. It's a playlist from what you usually listen to and like the first two song- songs will be like your what? And then, yeah, the third, the third play will be um, a news podcast and you, you listen to another three songs and then and it'll be another news podcast. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, especially for people who have like, you know, those long commutes to and from work of, you know, it, it allows them to design a, a radio um, sort of station that they'll always enjoy. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, we, we are, we're spoilt for choice uh, these days with streaming services. So it's, it gets to a point where you're kind of like, well, look, I kind of want to go back to it being simpler where people just <laughs> play stuff for me and then I don't have to worry about it. If I don't um, have to think about it. Yeah. yeah. So, no. I mean... Sorry, go on. Yeah, well, well, I, guess, well I, I completely get that. Like the the simplistic of it is not. And if you do, nine times out of ten, it's something you don't like. Yeah, yeah very true, very uh, true. But speaking of TV shows, uh, which um, I would love to give your thoughts on, because I know that uh, when it happened, um, both, uh, funny enough, funny enough after, we're going to get on to Loki, um, <laughs> uh, funny enough, when the Loki final came out, uh, as I think I was saying in my previous mm-hmm. podcast, was the fact that both me, Dean, Mark and Perry, all four of us, I think, had a different opinion of that ending and were like, oh, you know, I didn't like this, but I like this. Didn't like this. Like, it was not, oh, that was all fantastic. That was great. That was all different, which is really good. That's why we discussed these. And I'd love to know, Perry, what were your thoughts? Um, I'm pretty sure you didn't agree with anything I said. Great. Well, it wasn't that I didn't agree <laughs> with what you said. Uh, I, I understood your excitement for how it is setting up, um, you know, the rest of the Marvel uh, cinematic, you know, future. But for the, like, if you're judging it from the show itself, that, last episode and don't get me wrong this might just be because i hate cliffhangers but it <laughs> left it with way more questions than it answered um and no, for that, marvel that's that i agree with you yeah like for marvel it's very uncharacteristic um you know if you look at every marvel series movie there's always a beginning a middle and an end with the exception of infinity war where there was that cliffhanger Every other movie and whatnot, there's never been a cliffhanger, which it just it frustrated me uh, more so than anything. Um, but yeah, it just I felt that it left it with too many questions, not enough answers. You know, like it, yeah, like why was there only one Kang left? Did he kill all the others? Why does killing him make more like it? It just it didn't explain enough for my sort of. Uh, like, I, like, yeah, like it just frustrated me. Well, to a, to a point though that it, it, there's that much that it's 
it, there's too many questions that I'm just like, I, I'm over it. I, I, I can't be, I'll just like, it, it just did nothing for me. It left me feeling quite flat. If anything, um, like, yes, awesome. You know, you can see this is the beginning of how the multiverse is created. Um, but at the same time, as, as he said in the end of it, if, you know, all that multiversal war doesn't happen, you, you end up in the same spot. Um, which does that mean that it's just going to eventually wind back to that point? Like how it, yeah, uh, it just frustrated me. Actually, <laughs> but I think that's actually, because it's a cliffhanger. That's a good point, actually. Like, even if we do go through all this entire multiverse, it's going to have to be a um, uh, guardian at the gate. Sorry, like someone at the gate. Like, there's still going to have to be someone there control it. Like, uh, what they say, not feeding, not feeding timeline, but like you know, maintain, be controlling the TVA and watching over the timeline, or the same thing would just happen again because Kang's a dick. Yeah, well, and at this point, it's like, okay, cool. So he knew everything that was going to happen. How? Like he had it written down, is what he said. So that was yeah. that was that was how he discovered it. So obviously is there a system in place that he uses to read time, you know? And if you looked at, at when they showed the timeline, it was a big ring. So does that mean time doesn't end? Like how, how is it, what ends those, those branches, so to speak, those apocalypses that we saw, is it like, how does that, where does time end? It obviously doesn't. (laughs) Um, It's, it just yeah, it was interesting. So no, but I, I get what, I get what you mean by you know as soon as it ended, you're like, okay, this this and this and this and this and this, um, yeah, like and and well, yeah, it kind of feels like it should have finished either closer uh, to one of the movie releases. Because now we're just kind of all left in in limbo, which is frustrating. Um, again, this this is all because I hate cliffhangers, so <laughs> I, I guess I have to take it with a grain of salt and just deal with it. But at the same time, you know, um, if once once Multiverse of Madness is out, uh, I, I assume we're going to see a lot a lot more of this. But they've announced a second season of Loki as well. So yes, uh, I'm when... so pumped for that. Well, when, when are we actually going to see that, though? Is that next year? Is that directly after Doctor Strange? Like, do we know if anything's happened with it? Um, no. As far as I've read about it, like, it's just they've just announced it. They haven't set a release date, um, which I think I, I said to, uh, to Dean, like, my best, like, where were they probably with situated would be after Doctor Strange. Um, so it'd probably be late yeah, late 2022 that we would probably see it um, because, like, yeah, because, you know, it goes, we're going to see Spider-Man Far From Home and then we're going to see Doctor Strange and... Um, We've got Ant-Man as well with Quantum Mania. That's the thing. I'm pretty sure Ant-Man 3, I think, is going to come out in 2023. So will, yeah, Loki pop up between those two movies to bridge that gap and how does, how does Kang... Uh, do, do we, into, but do we uh, know it is like this? Is, and that is another thing that bugged the hell out of me. There's no like there was the evidence of when he he did his little 
um, uh, his little model presentation. It's all in the armor of Kang, which indicates it could be Kang the Conqueror. But it, it doesn't actually, it never states who he is, which that pissed me off. No, it Just doesn't. Because we spend so long, like six hours of my life to get to the end of it, to get <laughs> who remains. Like it, it mm, fucking frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I get that. The funny thing is, is that you're right. It doesn't say the entire series. It's just the, uh, the man who remains. But the funny thing is I watched the uh, making of our Loki TV show. TV oh, I show. saw that had been released. Yeah, I haven't actually watched that yet. I go watch it. It's it's really cool to see behind the scenes. Like it's actually, I found it a bit more interesting than watching the Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier one. Um, funny, funny enough, um, Tom Hilson for his fortieth birthday, they made a giant cake in the shape of a tesseract <laughs> for, nice. for his birthday. Uh, but he actually says in an interview that it's Kang. Ah, okay. So he confirmed it, so to speak. It, yeah, he confirmed in an interview saying the fact that, like, you know, you go through their whole journey and they find out it's Kang. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and, and then still, that begs the question. When they get to the fortress, there's four statues of Kang and one is broken. Why is one broken? That Like, mm, what does that mean? <laughs> yes, that's too many I, questions. Well, yeah, there's too many questions. And that's one of the first things I said to, to the dean when that when that scene came up, I'm like, one of them is broken. What is you know what does that fucking mean? But then no, no, the funny thing is, we'll turn around and go. It actually meant nothing. It just it was just broken. Well, yeah, that's very true as well. Um, and then we have uh, the Eternals as well popping up. Um, so are yeah. they going to come in to help try and fix the timeline as well, sort of thing? Or well, that's yeah, that's why I saw is the fact that. That you know, for what's just happened, is that why that um, I can't remember who says in the trailer. Oh, we are we haven't now. Are you interfering till now because you know that chaos is going to you know, chaos is going to reign? Um, and there's obviously, as I said, um, technically there is no Avengers at the moment. Well, that's very true, and I guess. What you just said there, chaos is going to reign. Um, it's very prevalent because when you look at Wanda Maximoff, who is the Scarlet Witch, um, there are comics, I believe, where she actually rewrites reality entirely. So I imagine she manipulates the timeline using chaos magic. Um, so we could see that Ooh. start to happen as well. That's true. Actually, there is a yeah, Scarlet, um, Scarlet Witch has done that. There's actually a real. Uh, comic that um, people should go read. It's called The House of M. Mm-hmm. And that's basically a scale which um, re- re- completely rewrites human history where the fact that mutants reign and uh, mutants reign and her family, like Magneto and Quicksilver, are all in power. Um, and the fact that they rule. Um, so that's yeah, definitely go check out that. Uh, did you see the little tidbit about um, oh, that's I think we messaged in the group the fact made uh, 
what the last episode of WandaVision and Loki side by side. Yeah, exactly that. I think it was 11 minutes, 12 mark or something is when we first see it start to split. And that's when Kang's like, and I don't know what happens from here because, yep. and that's also when Wanda fucking realizes everything. Yeah. See that, that can't be a coincidence. Well, I mean, could it could be, be. Could, be <laughs> could be, but I, I hope not. It just seemed like the funny thing is when I watched it, I was like, how did someone think to go back and watch that same well, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, well, it's, yeah, it, as a, too many questions. <laughs> but like, as a whole, besides the ending, do you think like where would you where I, would I you rank that? If, you like thoroughly enjoy it. So, would you rank so out of One Division, Captain Falcon, and Winter Soldier, and Loki? How would you rank them? Well, uh, admittedly, and you're probably going to be disappointed. I haven't seen uh, the Captain. Uh, Cap- Captain Falcon Winter Soldier one, yeah. <gasps> nah. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I'm gonna catch up on that, but uh, no, look, I, I think comparatively to WandaVision, WandaVision I found started slow, finished strong. Uh, Loki started strong and finished well, <laughs> slow and disappointingly because <laughs> like it, it was they were a bit reversed, you know. The start of WandaVision, we had no idea what was going on. Um, you know, and then by the end of it, we knew what was going on, who was what, what was happening. Whereas yeah, at the start of Loki, we're like, okay, we know what's going on, what's happening. And then at the end of it, you're like, well, now I know nothing. <laughs> I, so, I'm, I'm left with less, more questions than I did when I start with for Loki. But you, but you are right. Like Loki, the first episode of Loki, boom, there's nothing going down. Like that's straight. Like, here we go. Nothing to slow down. We keep going. Correct, um, yeah. Whereas, like, you know, first first episode of WandaVision, it's very, uh, okay, what is happening? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, that, that was like the first, like, three episodes was still just WTF, WTF, WTF. And then I think the fourth episode was like, oh, okay, I get it. WTF. Yeah, no, no, I'd agree with that. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that's well, that's those shows. Uh, I guess uh, I still haven't seen Black Widow yet. I'm, I'm yet to go to a cinemas and, and go and experience that. I'm I am kind of tempted to just watch it on Disney Plus, which I guess that is one of the things that I was going to bring up with you is what are your uh, your thoughts on that? You know, streaming services just getting movies brand new versus the the cinema experience. I look. I the the problem is like as I was um, the problem with that being is like I understand like from a to get the movie to the public in our current COVID pandemic, I think it's a really good idea, especially for those people that don't want to go into it theater, the people who don't want to go into a shopping center. You know, COVID isn't gone. It's still rampant as shown with our at the time of the episode of the release new south wales um i think it's that's a really good thing um it gives people that ability because like we've, which we've shown um black widow made 60 million dollars just on disney plus streaming service yeah that's that's pretty insane <laughs> um which just goes to show to you 
how many people are still not comfortable with going out or in saying that that they can just go in their home theater get the whole family and they don't have to spend a hundred bucks if you have a family of four family of three to go to the theaters um, um, but in the in the flip flip side of that the problem being the fact that i think um look it harms the it harms the, the theaters um because obviously they don't get the cut they, you know they're not going to get as many people coming in because of the fact that you can just go stream it but from what i what from the statistics from the numbers black widow has been um the best box office in the pandemic era. Black Widow and The Last Fast and Furious have made the most money um, in the pandemic era. So it, it's a give and take. But I feel like once COVID has simmered down, calmed down, and you know life is back to normal the best it can, um, I believe that streaming services, that should be taken away. I mm. think that should, be, that should happen less or completely well, c- cut it off. I mean, to a point, I can agree with them. Them, um, like having the new releases, I can agree with that. But yeah, it would be good if we did have more of a, a unified streaming thing. I guess that's where the whole sort of capitalism comes into it. People bring up a streaming service to try and, um, you know, make the best one. Uh, but you know, if they partnered with the cinemas, you know, that would that would work as well. But it's it's then working around people that are trying to exploit that and. Uh, yeah, well, that's well. That's the thing because that sixty million dollars that um, from the streaming service that goes directly into Disney's pocket. They don't have to share that. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, um, like, have you ever been to say uh, TGI? Uh, I think it's TGI Fridays. No, uh, Sporting Globe. Have you been to Sporting Globe? Yeah, Sporting Globe. Uh, um, Globe is awesome. Yeah, imagine a streaming service. So, say they have an account, right, where they can stream brand new movie. And people coming in and out of the restaurant all that time. So it, it gets rid of that cinema experience. But there's just movie, like the, the same movie playing at the same speed everywhere on all of the TVs in, in that setting. Like, would what would your thoughts on that be? That would be different. I, that would be different. And I'd be down for that. I would 100% uh, love to go to like a pub or a sporting globe and do something like that. Um, obviously, if everyone shuts the fuck up. When, when everyone's talking on the movie, but I'm Palmer and a Jameson watching the latest movie. I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's one of those things. It's uh, it's definitely different. But I don't like. I said to Maddie, um, like I don't. I, she's like she asked me. She's like, oh, are you going to stream? Like, um, and I was like, oh, if if we're not in lockdown, then I don't want to. But if we're locked down, I'll I'll probably do it because um, I obviously I'm a fanatic <laughs> and I want to watch it. But I want to go to the movies and I want to have that experience and I want to see it with my friends, um, smell smell the popcorn um, and feel the sticky floor um, and and yeah. Then what? Like, what's your thoughts? Like, do you do you think streaming service is do you think 
releases is something that's going to stay for like because the fact that that door is now open it will never close and it's just going it's going to be like this forever regardless of no covid or with covid well i guess with you know disney kind of they they're the only ones that can do that dual release um because they uh, already HBO. own the run. I oh, yeah, true HBO holidays, yeah. Yeah, HBO oh. Max because they did it with um Space Jam and <sighs> Wonder Woman, which was a giant pile of shit. Yeah. Um that are you talking Wonder Woman two? Wonder Woman one was great. Right? No, Wonder Woman two. One first Wonder Woman, you are good. That was a great origin story. Wonder Woman two, um, actually, you know, it's funny. Wonder, well, Wonder Woman two, you could say that I felt the superhero effect, um, as in like, yeah, like that's a superhero trope. Yep, of course she's gonna do that. Yep, she's gonna do, like nothing. To me, in that movie, nothing was new. Like they, they like they wrote that by the playbook. Um, like, have you seen it? Which one? The the Wonder Woman? Is it nineteen seventy four? I believe it is. Yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. Have yeah. No. I, I, yeah, I've seen it. I enjoyed it. Oh, you enjoyed? It? Well, to a point. Yeah, I found it different, but I enjoyed it. But do you get like what I mean? Like how it's a bit like, of course, the nerdy person turns into the to the villain and. How well, I just felt like she's she's an absolute goddess, and you're telling me that her biggest villain is a damn wishing stone. Well, yeah, I I mean, it did make them uh fairly strong, but yes, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you're a demigod and you know you're getting held up by Cheetah, so I I don't (laughs) know what Cheetah powers were in uh in the like in the comics and stuff, so I, I. thing like similar like she can she can go toe to toe with one woman um, well i mean look if 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 that's the case then yeah it makes sense that she was able to so um so held true to that that's pretty good yeah um but yeah we're sorry back up yeah one woman two was also dual released and there was something else there's something else that's been oh anyway HBO, uh, at the stage hbo max and i think disney are the ones that are releasing in dual at the same time, when you when you have Netflix, that that is their platform. They don't release in the movies straight on to streaming service. Like, look at uh, Knives Out. Yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed that. Um, they broke a like a multiple million dollar deal for two for uh, two sequels to that movie. Ah, that's did not know that. There you go. Um, yeah, uh-huh. spoiler: they're going to make a sequel to it and a third one. Yeah, no, look, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Uh, I, I enjoyed uh, the first one. Like, I didn't think that I would, but uh, it's very much just a whodunit, but I still enjoyed it. So, Yeah, is, is it? Uh, I haven't seen it, but I, I have seen that um, both Daniel Craig and Chris Evans are really good in it. Yeah, think uh, think Cluedo, but a movie. <laughs> it's, um, it's quite good. <laughs> It's funny you said that, actually. Uh, me, Maddie, and Beth and Dean actually played that recently. Oh, Cluedo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played it because uh, obviously there's nothing else to do in lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's good fun. It's good, wholesome uh, fun, you know. 
I'm surprised they haven't tried to make another movie of that again because they made they made a movie of it I think in the eighties, and it's funny that they've actually tried to crack that again. Um, but yeah, sorry, as you were saying, you believe it will stay. You believe that dual releasing will continue. Uh, yeah, I think it's it will it'll definitely stay. Like it's it's proven to be successful to make the money. So why would they get rid of it? <laughs> yeah, that's sixty million dollars says something else, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that's yeah. a stay. Um, I just hope it just doesn't. Uh, you know, I just hope that it doesn't affect the um, theaters um, a whole lot. You know, they can still operate full capacity and still get their revenue. Because I'd be devastated if um, I don't think it will happen. But I'd be devastated if, like, you know, Village and Hoyts and all that started to close up. True, true. Yeah, it would be uh, definitely be a sad day, especially because it's it's not even you know just they're, they're local community hubs. You know, people yeah. congregate there. Shopping centers are usually built nearby. Um, so yeah, or, or they're built in. That too. Yeah. Um, well, as we as we're staying on that, staying on that topic, are you with the uh, not? Obviously, you're overall on Loki. I overall on Loki. Is there anything in particular you're actually looking forward to, either either movie, um, MCU, DC, or any type of movie? Are you excited to for next? Uh, well, I am looking forward to uh, the second Suicide Squad, but um, I'm I'm interested to see the change in the the role swap between Idris Elba and Will Smith. Um, so yeah, but otherwise I am looking forward to it. I am also really looking forward to, uh, I believe it's Shang Ti and the the Ten Rings. Um, yeah, is it Shang Li or Shang Ti? I'm, I'm not oh, sure. I, no. I thought it was Shang Li. Don't tell me I've just had like nine episodes calling it Shang Li. It's called Shang Ti. Uh, oh no, it's Shang. It's Chi. So it's not Li or Ti. It's Chi. Oh. So. oh. Shit. <laughs> uh, there you go. So yeah, now looking forward yeah. to that because it's a bit of a a new new arc, new character, um, something uh, very just completely different, uh, and now for something completely different. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, uh, so it's it, it will be interesting, I think, um, and especially think... because the way that it looks like they're taking Marvel at the moment with this whole multiverse of madness and timeline stuff. We are going to be seeing uh, a lot of repeat characters, but obviously they're going to be different from different timelines and stuff. But it is going to be we're going to see a lot of the people who we thought we were done with with uh, Endgame and Infinity War. So uh, I don't know. Like a, this is a bit of a breath of fresh air, which is nice. I, I, yeah, that's that's probably actually a really good way to put a breath a breath breath of fresh air because like obviously we know that. Somehow, Doc Ock and um, Jamie Foxx, Electro, they're all kind of going far from home. Uh, I just want the I just want the fucking trailer. Just tell me if Toby Maguire is going to be in it or not. It's a, I, I don't care. I'm like, all right, I'll wait for the trailer for longer. But, uh, um, but yeah, anyway, Shang Li. Uh, I think the most thing I took away from the trailer of that, I don't know a whole lot about that character. And just watching the trailer, I think visually that looks really good. 
Um, and uh, the fact that there's Abomination and Wong is in it. Like, that's something I wonder, okay, why are these characters popping up? And Suicide Squad, I'm actually really looking forward to Suicide Squad because um, compared to the first one, they haven't botched the trailer. Um, as in, you know, what happened with trailer? You got the first trailer of Suicide Squad movie that looked, it looked like it was going to be a dark, brooding movie. And then six months later, you got another trailer for Suicide Squad and it was it had Bohemian Rhapsody and it was all like, you know, team fun or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yet there were some scenes that were cut out that weren't actually in it. And I think that's that's a movie where you can you watch it and go, okay, you can tell that this has been kind of slapped together. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, Suicide Squad, the fact it's being directed by James Gunn, which is going to be fantastic. And yeah, so... Idris Elba, yeah, he's playing Bloodsport. Oh, he's Deadshot. not actually playing Deadshot. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, okay. he's not playing Deadshot. He's very, playing very similar looking uh, attire. <laughs> oh, okay. you just just attire, nothing else. Yeah, just the attire. No, I, literally, <laughs> I was just going off character appearance. So, well, I thought it was too. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. So it's going to be like Deadshot, but no. It's uh, going to be Bloodsport, and he's currently in jail because he, um, from what they've put in the trailer, is that he put um, pretty much the same kind of character, sort of. Mm. He put uh, Superman in a coma or in the ICU because he shot him with a kryptonite bullet. Yeah, okay, cool. Which is why he's in prison. I'm like, yeah, that, yeah that, that's a good reason why he should be in prison. It's um, interesting that, um, that, yeah, if, if that is the reasoning behind it, will we see a Superman appearance in this, um, in this Suicide Squad? I wish. I wish there would be. Like, I'm still, you know, how long has it been? I'm still waiting for the Man of Steel 2 movie. Like, Henry Cavill did really good as Superman. I don't know why that wasn't milked. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Well, I guess he he has uh, he has done really really well in The Witcher. I think he embodies that perfectly. Um, oh, I, uh, funny tidbit! I didn't actually know this, but he actually hunted down Netflix to play um, Grindel. Grind, uh, uh, what's the character name? Geralt, I believe it's called. Yeah. I say Grindelwald or, or Gerard. <laughs> Um, he actually hunted down Netflix and like pestered them to do an audition for the role. Like he's actually a massive nerd, Henry Cavill. He missed oh, yeah. he missed the phone call he got for Superman at first because he was playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, and that is a uh, that is a big uh, time game. I can definitely vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're definitely a Warcraft man, aren't you? Uh, I was until recently. This year, they've uh, the the recent release of Shadowlands, which I think came out end of last year. Um, it it slowed right down, um, and I don't know if this was due to um, Blizzard and Activision having issues with development. But yeah, like it was the longest release between uh, like patch content um, oh. for their their entire thing. So yeah, and now like I. I admittedly, like, I, I played, you know, a day or two of the new patch. I did the new content. Um, and then it just turned into what it usually is, which is a bit of a grind um, and a time sink. So 
I've yeah, I've stepped away from it for a little bit and kind of changed up what games I'm playing. So, uh, did you ever play? Um, from what I remember, is they did a was it World of Warcraft three? They did a remake. Uh, so or, Warcraft three reforged, yeah, yeah, and apparently um, everything I saw online was that it was shit. They just botched the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I didn't buy it myself. Uh, I loved the original Warcraft 3. I thought that was great. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it did not get good reviews uh, um, because, well, I mean, there's not much you can do with it uh, when it's, you know, remade. Um, but yeah, they apparently did not do a great job with it. And it's like that where, yeah, it doesn't... You know, like it's like you you try to remaster something or you try to reboot something and it's absolutely shit. And then you have something like, um, you know, Crash, Crash and Crash Team Racing, and that's hmm. and like a near perfect remaster. Like yeah. it was like a love letter. Very true. Very true. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people enjoyed the Crash Bandicoot remaster. Um, I know I the, the Spyro, Spyro remaster got a lot of love yeah. as well. Um, yes, yeah, Spyro. That's another another good another good uh, remaster. They they did really well. Um, but yeah, I remember I remember hearing about the Reforge and hearing it was just yeah botched and it wasn't too great. I thought that's so disappointing because, like, anytime you hear a remaster and a remake, if it's for a beloved game, you get really excited because it's like, oh, cool, you know, updated graphics. You know, if there's a whole bunch of like um, expansions or packs or things that got up, you know, got updated that made the game even better, you know that it it should be sucked into the one game, so it's a you know a near perfect game again. But then when it's shit, you're just like, let me go dust the old disc off and play the original again because apparently i think i apparently i was reading was the fact that if you did the upgrade to get reforged you couldn't go back oh okay that i did not know uh you you couldn't go back so people got pissed because like like, oh we want to go back now yeah you can't you're stuck Uh, yeah that is uh that would that would definitely put me off it (laughs) Uh, yeah. Having that um, backwards compatibility is is like really really good with PC. So for them to cut people off, it's that's terrible. Uh, something I was uh, speaking of PC. Something I would love to get your thoughts on uh, is the Steam Deck. Oh, uh, now yeah, <laughs> I, haven't actually, I haven't looked into it all that much, but I. Uh, Personally, I don't think I'm a fan already, uh, only because I can just use my, my current PC to play PC games. Like, it it, it just doesn't seem worth it. Um, well, if, if you've already got... Yeah, um, Perry, uh, for everyone listening, he's in, you're a massive PC player. Yeah, yeah so I think I've, I've owned uh, a gaming PC for at least the last 12 years, I reckon. Um, and you know, before that I was still playing on computers wherever I could. I just didn't own my own. Um, but like I've enjoyed PC playing and and being able to play in location and, um, just the, the content that you're able to do with the better hardware, uh, is, is always good. Um, but yeah, this, the steam deck, as I said, like it's 
great concept. Um, it is obviously Steam trying to branch into that that sort of console war that's really dominated only by you know Nintendo, PlayStation, and uh, Xbox, uh, which is yeah, Microsoft. Into that, um, into that niche, niche. Yeah, like there's, like, can you name another console that's kind of out at the moment? Um, but nothing, you know, also, nothing major. Well. <laughs> One of the, the main things I think about Steam that, um, you know, it is why they might flop, but also they, they could do really well, is that they don't produce their own games. Like, yes, they get a lot of green lit, um, indie games that they allow, you know, other producers to put on, but the, the main reason that Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony have all succeeded is because they've had those games, um, like the, those yeah. development studios to be able to bring out their own you know, um, titles, whereas Steam doesn't have that. <laughs> no, Steam's te- technically... Actually, no, I it's lie. It's just a browser. Well, no, sorry, I do lie because Steam, uh, which is is actually Valve, um, they did bring out games, uh, cult classics, Half-Life, um, and Portal and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, right. now that I think about it, yes, we haven't seen it in a long time, but they, they might actually bring out some games. You know, I always see that joke that they're waiting for Half-Life 3 or something like that. It's just like it's just yeah. development development hell because they've been preoccupied with every, everything else. So, um, yeah, I think the, the closest thing they've had to that so far is called uh, Half-Life Alex, which is uh, it's a VR one. Um, but, yeah, that's the closest they've, they've had to it so far. Yeah, and no, 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 pretty much nothing else, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard any any other rumors on the internet. Well, so. well I agree, I agree with you, as and you are correct. Like, I think it's I think it, it's either going to do go two ways. It's either going to um, paradigm shift the market, or it's going to be good a year, and then people are just going to forget about it. Uh, yeah. Look, I I think it will mostly get forgotten about just because. It, I mean, you look at emulators, which you can run on your phone. Uh, it, it, it's a legalized emulator, basically. Uh, so it, it allows you to play games that are built for PC um, and for PC controls onto uh, a handheld console, which, you know, with the, there are emulators you can get on your phone these days already that allow you to do that. Um, yeah, if you have but, an Android phone, you can, um, you know, you can get Mario. Well, yeah, I mean, look, you can probably do it on, uh, on. Uh, I'm sure some smart cookie has already put it onto iPhones as well. It'd just be an app that has to be approved, that's all, um, yeah. by the Apple uh, dictators. Um, <laughs> so I'm not a fan of Apple phones. No, Perry, Perry is <laughs> an Android man through and through. Yeah. Um, again, it, it's because of, uh, well, that's that's because of, restricted um, policies in how they actually handle all their software. So you're very locked in, uh, which which can be good, you know, for uh, ease of use. But for someone who likes to fiddle, uh, it, it's not not fun. No. Well, we'll look what happened to um, uh, uh, Fortnite. I, honestly, I haven't heard anything about it. What's happened? Oh no! So Fortnite, I can't. I, I can't remember if they're back on the store, but they got taken. They got taken off the store, off the Apple store, because they were doing 
I think discount prices on their stuff in game, and obviously they weren't giving the kickback to um, Apple. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So wow. there came a whole whole uproar between them and Apple, and then Apple took them off the store. Jeez. And basically, yeah, yeah similar thing. Like four nights, all the company was like, you know, you, you're effing greedy. You know, this is our game. Um, so what if you take us off your store? You know, they get, yeah. it's, less people, it's less people using your product. True, true. Yeah. Um, well, I did not know about that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember if they're actually back on the store or not. I don't think they actually are. Mm. Um, well, I wouldn't know. I don't have an iPhone, so I can't yeah. check. <laughs> <laughs> you can't check that. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I hope, like I understand, like we mean, like it's either the Steam Deck's going over two ways. Um, I look, I, I hope it does. I hope it does well, because um, obviously, if something can challenge, because obviously, competition. Um, more competition in the gaming industry is going to elevate everyone else to do something they have to, you know, you have to lift your game. You know, you have to lift yours. Um, sure. Sure. And if the Steam Deck comes out and you have a platform that's not exclusive isolated, you can play anything um, pretty much. You know, it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt Xbox and PlayStation more um, opposed to Nintendo. Oh, but I could be wrong because, you know, at the end of the day, it looks like a Switch. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's that's very true. <laughs> uh, it's, um, but it, it's, I guess, yeah, will you see older gamers going for it because they do have access to all those games? Possibly, uh, you know, it's a much bigger library. But then, you know, is, like, I haven't actually checked, but is there any kind of, uh, and, and this is something uh, our good friend Mark will like, is there any kind of physical um, disc or, or drive that gets plugged into it or is it all downloaded content? You know, will you require an internet connection to be able to use this? Uh, from my understanding, it is uh, obviously no disc, uh, no disc, no anything like that. Um, it is, you have to connect to Wi-Fi, um, so you have to download your games over Wi-Fi and then um, obviously once it's installed, you're good to go. You can play it anywhere. And mm-hmm. then, but you can't, they, at this stage, it's not coming with a cellular option. Uh, for example, if you want to go on the train and for some reason, friends online, you can't do that. Yep. Um, but uh, as well as with, the space on it and put you can install an SD card into it with whatever space you want and you can download games onto that and then you can play it straight off that SD card. So you don't need to do what PlayStation I think we're doing was the fact if you get a at this stage, you can get a portable hard drive for your PlayStation 5 that can store PlayStation 5 games, but you can't play off that. You have mm. to transfer and put it onto the PlayStation 5 to play it, opposed to with a Steam Deck, you can just play straight off it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, no, that'll be good. 
Uh, look, I mean, time will tell. Um, so we'll, we'll see it eventually. But, uh, yeah, at, at this stage, I'm not rushing out to buy it or anything, So, which I think is that will be one of their bigger drawbacks because their current client base is all PC-based. Like, why? Mm-hmm. what is the, the drive to go out and buy it when, you know, they all play it off of a PC anyway? PC anyway. Look, I, and and you're right. And the, and the funny thing is... Um... In Australia, you can't, you can't, it's meant to be released in December. In Australia, you can't get it at the stage or reserve it. Um, yeah. For, for me, for me, like I'm, I'm planning on buying it because I, I, uh, I would like to have that accessibility. Like, I don't want to, like, I want to have the accessibility to all these PC games um, to obviously play anywhere and obviously hook up to any screen and, um, but the the main reason I'm going to buy it is I'm not buying it for um, Call of Duty. I'm not buying it for um, Fortnite or anything. I just want to have all the PC kind of games. I want all the access to that. Where yeah, like um, what's a good example? Like like Halo Wars. Like I can play that, on the end, but really the better play, way to play it is on PC. Hmm. Like a strategy game. Yeah, yeah, fair. It, it's yeah, it's one of those things that it's uh, their main selling point is portability, um, and you know they've really got to be able to sell portability to people. Yeah, um, they've said that apparently, like if you if you're not plugged in, if you're playing like Call of Duty or um, you know like a high end shooter or something, I think they say you get about three hours of life. Uh, out okay. of it, but three hours. You play, oh, geez, that's not much. Um, yeah, three, yeah, three to four hours. They like um, something that doesn't require obviously, like you know, that much. It can last like twice as long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, I think the battery life depends on the game. Okay. Oh, that'll be interesting. Something different. So. Yeah, but again, how many people are gonna like? How many people are going to um, play Call of Duty or something like that at, on the go? Like, you, yeah. If you if you do if you do play on the train, you're only on the train for usually like an hour anyway. Yeah, but I mean, an hour is you know you look at a lot of the battle royale games and stuff now. An hour is plenty of time. Uh, yeah. Um. Ah, oh, what's the what's the play name of the game? Um. Oh, Mark and Dean are obsessed with it. Oh, Apex. Uh, yeah. Apex Legends. Yeah, no, look, that is a great game. And, you know, um, most matches can go anywhere from, you know, 10 minutes to well, actually probably longer than 10 minutes, but, you know, maybe 20 minutes to 40 minutes per game. So, yeah. uh, well, actually, that's probably a good example, actually, with Apex is the fact that obviously we can only play you know, per um, console. Where if you get people, you know, if you've got three people who've got the Steam Decks, you can all get together and play. Yeah, yeah, true, true, very, very true. Or, or, or and listen to. Yeah, well, that, that's another question, I guess. Is um, is it going to have any, you know, land capability, or is it only still like one of one of the really cool things about you know gaming years and years ago is you know you'd all get together. Have a little land set up, and you could play those uh, those FPS games together. Once uh, upon a time, 
Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all done via the internet, but you know, is it going to have like a, uh, if you're connected to the the same sort of local Wi-Fi, or is it going to have like a um, a Bluetooth connectivity where you guys can play the same game together when you're nearby other people with a Steam Deck? Or uh, well, will it, it have um, they've said that it. Um, so I did my research because I thought it was really cool. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, was cool. The fact, pr- pretty much, pretty much is it is exactly. It's just literally the bottom line. It is a portable PC in your hand. Um, it does have it has, has Wi-Fi. It's got Bluetooth and it's got um, uh, Ethernet Ethernet capabilities as well. Um, as well as they are bringing out a dock eventually that you can plug every, you know everything you want into it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, I mean, look. Yeah. It's it's definitely something new. It is um, them taking a go at the console market. Uh, but yeah. It, wars. Yeah. Um, will I go out and buy it straight away? Probably <laughs> not. Um, no. as, as I said, it's mostly because the market that they currently have are, are PC players, you know, and because they're PC players, they, they usually already have a computer, so they're probably already <laughs> playing. Yeah, that's it's, it's going to be very dependent on how they how they market what games and stuff are available and how easy it is to use. Um, if they can get it towards the younger audience um, or like families and stuff, that'll be really good. But I think Nintendo Switch has kind of already got that down pat. Well, uh, that's that's the thing. They all both uh, Nintendo and and Microsoft and PlayStation. They all, all have a particular niche they hit. Um, obviously, especially with Nintendo, that's pretty much. I, I don't know for how long their main like. I'm pretty sure it's like at the top of their slogan or something is family orientated. Can a family play this console? Can a family use this tool? Can a family play, you know, do this with it? And I guess that's, that's the question that steam is now going to have is what, what audience are they targeting? Are they going for the older generation players? Like, like ourselves who, who do like to be able to play uh, those different sort of strategy games, or are they going for that sort of family oriented market? Like, what are they actually aiming for? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's yeah. You know, as you said, like, I think it's just it's going to be interesting when it comes out to see how everyone reacts to it and how long it will last. Um, will Will they have a, a similar thing to what Xbox now has with the Xbox Pass? You know, like, are they going to have games yeah. that people can? Like that would be really good if they had that on their console because people buy the console, they pay, you know, five bucks a month if that, and they have access to a huge live, like rotating library of Steam games. That would be crazy. That'd a be library, awesome. a library bigger than a library that crosses, that's bigger than Xbox and PlayStation combined. Yeah. Like it's, they would, that would be very different. But I imagine they, there's a lot that goes into that that they would have to then, um, like pay licensing and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it would it'd be a lot very interesting. And and the thing is, you'd also uh, with that is you'd have more you had get more access to early access games. True, true, uh, very true. Um, so, and closed exactly. beta games and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. because obviously um, PlayStation doesn't do that. It's only Xbox. 
Uh, yeah, um, it'll, look, it'll be very interesting, I think. So. No, I mean, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes. And I I can't wait for when it comes out. Like, my more curious, I'm more curious, like, A, a I want to get it. B, I'm curious to see how everyone's going to react to it. Um, and especially how much it's going to cost here in Australia, because anything that gets advertised in any other country, we pretty much have to slap an extra two to three hundred dollars on it for an actual proper price. Well, that is that is a little bit of um, the exchange rate coming in there, so it's it's not not too much taxes or anything. It's uh, we just we just get chipped by the exchange rate. Yeah, well, that's how we get fucked. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, moving on, uh, I actually you've written this down because you want to talk about it. I haven't actually seen it yet. I've seen bits and pieces, um, and obviously I've seen the ending. Is Invincible? Yeah, so that was one that kind of came up out of the blue, and again, another streaming service, Amazon, brought that one out. That's um, right. And. I actually really enjoyed it. It it wasn't that comedic take that um, most of the current animated shows are about, but it's uh, it had a like there, there's a lot of themes in that that aren't really good. You know, there's um, there's there's racial themes, there's family violence themes, there's um, just dealing with uh, like growing up teenage themes and all this kind of stuff as well. There's violence in in. Well, there's a lot of violence in it, but it's, <laughs> it, um, yeah, it's there's definitely a lot of things in there that get covered that I just, as I said, I didn't even uh, like. I didn't really know about it until my friend suggested it to me, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look and see what it's about." And yeah, it was. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So. Um, I I'm still a thing. Like actually, the thing I got that actually made me aware of it was. Um, stupidly enough tiktok because mm. everyone was posting that first episode where they where it kills all of them oh yeah well, like, spoiler alert yeah <laughs> the final was like a month ago now but i'm like watching going what the fuck is this why is yeah. he murdering everybody yeah and, and why then is there so much blood it doesn't really get explained again it's that cliffhanger but here's me just uh, giving Loki a little bit of hate there is, you know, it, it's not, uh, it gives us the cliffhanger at the start and then starts to explain it rather than explain stuff and then, you know, leave us with a cliffhanger. So it, it reels you in the first episode. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, the end of that first episode, you know, you just, you kind of sitting there going, uh, what? <laughs> so, which is what we did at the end of Loki. So. Yeah. Pretty much, and the the violence. But everyone, I haven't seen one bad review about Invincible. Everything I've seen has been positive. Like it's the as you said, like it's good, good, good themes. It um, raises a lot of questions, and the pure brutality. Um, I think one of my best things I saw was the fact that this is. Um, this uh, with Invincible um, is what Bruce Wayne was afraid of in Batman v Superman. What happens if Superman decides, flips his switch, and thought, thinks, you know what? Nah, fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill all of you. I'm gonna take over. Yeah, well, that's that's very true. Also, so it's yeah, it's it, it is a, and again, it's something new. 
um, which is always a, a nice breath of fresh air. You know, we're seeing a lot of, in the last, you know, five years, we're seeing a lot of remakes and, and, and things that are, it all just loops back. Um, so, so it's nice to have something that's, that's different and new. That's, I know, which is, which is great. Um, and I've seen people say that like, you know, do you believe that, uh, that the superhero genre will become like the Western, you know, it's everywhere. Everyone gets sick of it and just, and just dies. And I think, well, I don't think so in this aspect is, you know, look at Marvel. They've done a complete paradigm shift. Now, all their movies are going to be different than before Endgame. And they're bringing out, like, you know, WandaVision was WTF all the way through. Invincible, you know, the first poster of that, that didn't look like, um, this didn't look like a high-end drawn or visually appealing show. And then you watch that first episode, like, like what yeah it's uh it's i don't know i just i like it when there's new things coming out <laughs> rather than than remakes as well so i unfortunately uh for a long time we're still going to get remakes and and um sequels yeah it's which people aren't Movie shows aren't taking with well, they're, they're still doing it, but they're not taking as much risk now with um, different projects or different movies. And then, as I say, get someone who greenlights the Invincible, and boom, you've just created another franchise right there, and people clamp too. Um, what's his name? What's the? I was about to say his name is Jonah Jameson. That's what he plays. Um, uh, what's no, you're the... talking about the dad in uh, in Invincible. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't remember his name. Mm. Oh, and I can see it written down too. Um, he does a fantastic job with that character. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I just love the fact it's him. It's like yeah. you, you, and you know, when you think of comic books, like oh, yeah, he did Jamie Jameson, and you're like oh, and now he's basically Superman, and he wants to kill everybody funny thing is i did see as well as someone tweeted um can't remember the name of it either now the creators of mortal Kombat, and they and they respond saying we would love to have army man in movie or as dlc yeah yeah um that makes sense um which i think um i'd love to see his um his uh, kill cam, his uh, executions, that would be really cool. Well, I imagine, uh, like, yeah, imagine those those kill cams and stuff, uh, I guess, in a, a game setting and it switches to, like, um, like point of view type style. So oh. it, it'd be a bit interesting, but it'd be cool. So. Yeah, those fatalities. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I... So you would say, like, the, you'd say from start to finish, the show is pretty solid, including the ending, which um, I know Mark doesn't like the ending. Uh, but he just wishes that the kid's name was a different name because of that meme. Think, Mark, think. Yeah, well, I, I like think it. it's a bit on a personal note for him there. So it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, But, 
no, like I did enjoy it. Um, and even at the end, you know, it what it it left us on a cliffhanger, but it left us with answers as to what was happening. So again, throwing shade at Loki, but um, it was, yeah, I enjoyed it. So yeah, so you recommend it? Yeah, hundred um, uh, percent. To I, anyone, to anyone over, you know, uh, eighteen probably, just due to the uh, the certain levels in it. <laughs> Yes, like, yes, if anyone, like, if you're, yeah, anything over 18, definitely watch it. If anyone's listening who's under 18, look, um, don't watch it. Um, wink, wink. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, obviously, you can't see me wink. That's why I've said it loud. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I need to watch, I need to watch it all the way through. Um, Dean's got his Amazon, so I need to grab it off him. Um, are you uh, got here? So have you seen that um, Dead Space the Dead Space trailer get released? I, d- I did. Yeah, I did see that. There has been a bit of hype on the internet for that. It's not not my cup of tea, uh, unfortunately. But I know that we we definitely have a mutual friend who is all about that. Um, yes, uh, he could not speak highly of it, and he, uh, Mark got annoyed at us because he's like, "Why are you guys talking about Dead Space? Like, it's just <laughs> like, what's wrong with you guys?" I'm like, "Well, it's you know, I, me personally, I haven't uh, played Dead Space. I understand, like, I appreciate what it is. Um, you know, it's like a mix of." Um, a uh, mix of alien and uh, like Halo kind of style. Uh, I'm just not good with horror games. Uh, no, I just yeah, I'm, I I'm with you. On, I'm with you on that boat there. I uh, I can't do it either. So I um I te- like I haven't even played The Last of Us. You know, it's uh, uh I I can't do it. I tried. I, I, I tried <laughs> for about two hours and I went nope. Even like nope. I think. Dying Light and uh, Last of Us are, are two of Dieter Mark's favorite games, and I I can't play them. I just they're not for no, me. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm so glad you sh- I'm so glad that you shared that with me because I feel exactly the same. I just yeah. like no, nah, like, I like, I appreciate them. I understand them. Looks good. That sounds cool. Um, I'll look. But I'm gonna go back to playing SimCity. Um, yeah. If you don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, ah, okay, well, uh, you guys enjoy in, that, and yeah, <laughs> that's in broad daylight. <laughs> um, like there's, but I saw, I've seen that everything, everything about it has been really positive about it, and the fact that everyone's excited about it. Um, and I don't, uh, Mark can't get enough of it, and I really hope that it lives up to the hype and. Um, that's probably the, probably the Dead Space announcement. That was probably, probably I'd say, the biggest video game news I saw this past week of something. Oh, sorry. Besides the Steam Deck. Um, yeah, Dead Space probably the biggest thing I saw. Um, probably, actually, I have a question for yourself. I, which you obviously play Call of Duty a whole lot. Um, but I'd love to get your opinion on this. Is do you believe they need to stop uh, either stop making them for a period of time, or do you believe they need to keep it to releasing only one? Um, don't release one every single year. Release one like every two to three years. Well, um, look, to, to be honest. Uh... Their genre has changed. Um, 
you know, they started out as a single player campaign, um, which then it got to about, I think, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, um, where it changed to that multiplayer aspect, which everyone, you know, frothed and that, it was all about, was, you know, boy, you come around, you just play it. And um, it was, was great. Really that was a great game. And I remember getting that. I thought, this is, this is awesome. This is so realistic. And I love the, I love the online multiplayer mode. Yeah. So, um, but now it's because the, that multiplayer genre has changed a lot um, from those, you know, instanced uh, thing like games where it was, you know, 20 people enter, team deathmatch, go. Now it's all about this uh, survival aspect. Everyone gets dropped in. You got to, you have these battle royales where there's more like 150 odd people entering, you know, it's um, Fortnite and oh, what's it? Fortnite and PUBG. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 they're changing their their current uh, uh, game around. Like now that they have Warzone, are they just going to run with Warzone doing new seasons similar to what like Apex and you know Fortnite do, um, or are they gonna uh, and PUBG as well? Um, are they gonna continue bringing out more games just for those aspects, or are they gonna change it up? You know, what are they like? How are they going to change it up? What are they going to do differently? So it will be interesting to see what they do because um, they have hit a lot of different, um, I guess, content arcs already with the the stuff they've brought out. So um, it, it will be interesting. Very, very interesting. I, um, it's, yeah, watch, like, yeah, right, like how are they going to keep going? Because um, uh, the one thing I have, the reason why I bring it up um one of the reasons I bring up is I was reading recently that, um, that apparently the new Call of Duty that's meant to come out, come out this year, you take them as a grain of salt and you do read the best you can, but apparently the new Call of Duty is an absolute mess and it's not at any playable stage because, um, because of COVID. Um, and because they had to go, they haven't had as many staff. So mm. apparently, there's a just big rumor going around the fact that should they should they shelve it? Oh, sorry, studio wise, should oh like the, the make of the creators who are making the game should they shelve it and um, work into something else? Because and then you got, they have apparently they have Activision who are like, no, this is our quarter. We release a Call of Duty game every year. Hit that mark. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Like so, it, yeah, as I said, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with because how are they going to branch from this new new sort of gameplay that's coming out? Well, well, yeah. Look at look at Apex. Apex is fucking free, and it has made a shit ton of money. Yep. It's it, yep. you know, it's made thousands of thousands of thousands of. And the only thing that's pretty much like you can buy is either more skins of the season pass or receive for more maps. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, you know, three people, you jump in. Yeah. And, uh, and, that, and that is one thing that people uh, definitely enjoy. They don't like, you know, those pay to win style games. They much prefer, um, you know, they, they'd like to show off what they've, they've earned or, you know, like things that they can buy. So they look different. And then, that way, it gives them a little bit of customization within the game. So, yeah, which you, I know you can do that in 
Call of Duty, obviously it's not a major, major skin kind of difference. Mm. Um, but like in saying that, I'm pretty sure I think Warzone uh, has taken on like a Grand Theft Auto Online um, aspect as in like it's still making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Still, so many people are still playing Warzone that technically there is no need to release a Call of Duty this year. Yeah. Like the, the demand isn't actually there for it because everyone's still Warzone like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what comes out, but I if it is no good, it's like, well, maybe it should just wait a bit longer. Yeah. Oh it's um I, th- I think I think if if it was any perfect time to put a pause on it, it'd be this year. Like, look, just not saying scrap the game, just push everything back a year. Give the creators more time to, you know, sharpen their skills and polish the game off so it's something better. And then yeah. next year, year t- you know, in a year's time, the demand for a new one will be a lot higher because it hasn't been a new one in two two. Um, yeah, well, that, which, that's the kind of thing that's currently happening with uh, with Blizzard and, and how they're releasing stuff is they get these content droughts um, and people just want new content constantly, you know, every six months. Um, but, you know, then you look at COD, for example, and it's it's not new content half the time. It's it's the same thing, but reskinned. Um, yeah, that's and, you know, they might pretty add, much it. Yeah, so well, it's still learning, but or they won't, they won't, they won't give you a new map. They'll just give you a new map. They'll give you a map from an old. Yeah. Um, and like the thing is, I think I think the best thing you said was earlier that we're spoiled. We're spoiled with choice, and what we get right now. Um, and yeah, I think it's because you look, uh, look, turn the clocks back to twenty twelve. We watched Avengers and thought, oh, this is fantastic. Like, this is going to lead to Infinity War. Apparently, we're going to get uh, two MCU movies a year. And then, then, then we get a uh, turn the clocks now. Loki's finished. And everyone's like, all right, well, you know, I've watched Black Widow. When's, where's Shang-Li? Where's Spider-Man? Where's, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're saying that now, but not in a greedy way. Um, you know, and we just we've been spoiled because we've got we've got three shows this year, we've got a movie, we've still got three now three movies to come out, yet we're still clamoring, we still want more. True, very true, yeah. And it's you know, the same things in video games. Like, I remember, um, you know, people all up in arms because uh, the Spider Man game, um. People were clamoring and demanding, almost to a bad point, because they wanted to have the um, Tobey Maguire suit skin. That the developers had to be like, "Look, guys, calm down. We're working on it." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a bit tricky. Um, the the situation they're in for it. So. Well, that's that's the video game industry and. Uh... I hope I hope all the best that um new Call of Duty and shit. I hope that um 
that uh, Dead Space goes really well because uh, I know I'm better when De- uh, Mark finishes that. He's going to want to talk about it straight away in our group. Um, but Perry, you've actually you've answered all my points today. Um, everything I want to talk to you. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Nah, man, that's uh, it's been really good. Been here having a, a chat to you about all the things you love to chat about. So, uh, oh, I definitely and enjoyed you, it. And you as well. You as well. It's a, I hope to have you on here again. I hope to you. Um, it's nice hearing different opinions. I like nice having that chat. Like uh, especially with May last week, nearly everything I said was a completely opposite opinion with her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, opposite track. Uh, but no, it's been really nice having you on here, and I really hope to have you again. I really, my my goal is to have you, Dean, Mark, all of us, all in one session, um, talking, and that's that's the dream so far. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank well, you for we'll today. We to, have to do it um, once uh, Multiverse of Madness is out, and then uh, see where we're at. Oh, it's going to be like a three-hour episode, which I'm happy to do. Okay. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Bruce. Yeah, thanks, Perry. And until next time, guys. Thanks for listening to Lights, Camera, Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting. <laughs>